Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Good morning. How, whatever it is to you, you know, this cover for the guys. I'm your host, Marquise. I got Terrence here with me. How you doing today, Terrence? What up, everybody? Um, excited about this week, first week, being done with the division. So ready to start getting to some news and more debates. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, that's exciting because I feel like we was running on that division task for a oh, minute. Yeah, that, that was a task. Like you said, that was a task. Because <laughs> we, we were looking up different things to do with the teams, like exactly what was what they had going on, pro football focus grades, like going through their schedule, I think was the most annoying thing. Because yeah. normally I don't look at everybody's schedule unless it's my team and a couple other teams. Oh, that's a fact. <laughs> fact, I don't care about nobody else's team. What we doing every Sunday is all I exactly. Do. We was running through everybody's schedule. Like I'm looking at the Jet schedule. Like I don't even care what these boys do at <laughs> all. Like why am I looking at this? That's crazy. Terrible. Nah. So you got the two of us today. I guess this is the cousin podcast tonight. Nick is out. Uh, he's getting ready to move. Do a little traveling for work. Relocation type deal. Coming back to good old Florida. I guess if it's yeah. good nowadays. Who knows? Hopefully we can this thing out for y'all tonight. Yeah, hopefully we get y'all going and, you know, you stay tuned with us. But so we'll get it started with the first quarter of the news segment, as we like to call it. We had a lot of news going on in the last week and a half. It's It's been crazy, to be honest. I'm shocked. So much stuff happened. You had injuries. You had scuffles. You had just all types of, like, mishap going on. It doesn't make sense. But to get started out in uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady were upset with uh, practice last week. Uh, Terrence, they, do they got a reason to be upset? I mean, for me, I feel like, you know, training camp is essential. It's a start, developing chemistry. But I, honestly, for people like Bruce Arians or Tom Brady, I don't feel like it's necessarily like an end-all for them because, like, Tom has been in the game 20 years at this point as far as the NFL. Then, obviously, Bruce Arians is a vet as well. So, at the end of the day, I feel like, People like that don't need training camp as much as the rookies, as much as a player coming to their sophomore season or something like that. Um, you know, for the better players, like how many how many players you see sitting out because Veterans of a contract days. situation or you know all kind of stuff. They they sitting out all all the time. So I feel like honestly, this is really for maybe the quarterbacks to get back in the groove. Feel like the skilled players gonna you know still do what they do. Um, like Mike Evans, A.B., you know, Cron, they don't do what they do. So I feel like, honestly, it's for the, the guys that's trying to make the team or trying to carve out some kind of role. But, I mean, I mean, they have chemistry already from last year, so I'm not sure if they, you know, need to be upset about it. But, I mean, I can understand where they're coming from. But for guys that's, like, generational talent, I don't feel like, you know, it, it really makes that big of a deal. I feel like it's for Brady, he can be more uptight about it because he's been there and won back-to-back and then been there where he's won and he's trying to go back-to-back. So I think for him, him out of anybody makes all the sense because he's had the target on his back where he's won one, he's trying to come Mm -hmm. back, he's done the back-to-back. Like He understands like, oh, no, like we got to be this sharp. or no, And you can't say it's it's not like that for him because he's won, what, seven Super Bowls? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you got to look at – you know, his mentality. Like you said, I understand his mentality. Like, we understand when he on the field, he's a soccer fan. So, <laughs> I feel like, yeah. um, for, you know, I understand definitely where he's coming from. Because, like you said, he's the type of person that definitely um, 
he knows the ins and outs of the whole offense and everything like that. He understands the importance of you running the right route on every play. Or if you need to be here, you need to make this block, you know, that's what you need to be doing. So I feel like, you know, it, I can understand where he's coming from for sure. Because especially getting towards the latter years of his career, um, he definitely wants to, you know, he's trying to go out with a bang, like you say. I feel like, you know, at this point, it, it, it is important for sure. But for, like I said, for guys like a Tom Brady, who, okay, you know, arguably the GOAT, I don't feel like it's that big of a deal for somebody like that because you look at it, he came in, what, no offseason last year and won a Super Bowl with Tampa. Pretty, it literally, legit could retire today. He, he fine. He could literally hang it up today. I'm good. That's what I'm saying. Um, so that's why I say I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I can understand them being upset about it, but on the other hand, I'm like, you know, do you really need to be upset? It's just one practice too, but yeah. I back to what I was saying. I just get like what Tom is is like just winning so many times and understanding like the mindset. So I kind of get where he's coming from with it. For sure, for sure. But that leads into my other question: Do you think media and fans make too big of a deal about training camp? And before you answer, for me, I personally think they do. Like we, we, you've you've played sports at the next level. We both played sports our whole lives growing up. Like if my coach was really like. Or, like, if I can imagine, like, someone's dad at a summer league game making a big, like, deal about a summer league game, I'd be so annoyed. Like, I'd be like, bro, shut up. It, like, <laughs> this game, maybe we get a trophy or maybe they just give us some Gatorade because we won. Like, yeah, ain't nothing happening. Like, Oh, I definitely feel you on that. Um, it definitely made a big deal out of it. Like, if you look at it, like, once you get to that level, you know, everybody is pretty much everybody's nice. So I feel like even once you get to that level, you're not even going full speed anyway. Like, exactly. Yeah, I feel like you're half stepping in a way. Like, you're just you're going through the motion, trying to get like you know, yeah, precise motions down, like precise movements down. That's it. I mean, like you're the, practicing on them all summer. Maybe you try to learn this new move. Okay, now I have you know somebody opposite me. Now I can try to put that move on them. But in reality, they're not going 100 anyway. Like, and honestly, that's probably why. Um, the safety just got cut from the Panthers to where, you know, he, he hit the Kirkwood up high in the head as he was going for a pass. Um, and, you know, prayers go up to him, uh, you know, for a speedy recovery and, you know, nothing serious as far as injuries, but, um, you know, they're not going hundred percent. So. But yeah. they do have, they have like guidelines for the DBs and stuff like of what they're like, you know, where to touch them. And that brings up another point into, uh, Marlon Humphreys, he got kind of done in by the rookie. Mm-hmm. Rashard Bateman kind of got him. But I like I'm not that big on it because I told a lot of people I was telling, you know, like it's training camp. Like I was like, Marlon Humphreys is probably the most not the most physical. He's probably up there with Jalen Ramsey. Like they bump dudes, like they're hitting them yeah. right away. Like they're not, you know, hey, I'm not gonna touch you type or like they're in the dude's yeah, chest, like face, touching yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> so like you're telling them, okay, do this training camp and you can't touch them. Like, of course, like you hit hit him with a move, a double move. Like, you're gonna get by, you're gonna get more separation because they ain't touching you. But the thing is, you look at it too. Same thing with that is when you're looking at these plays like that, for example, D line not going 100%, O line not going 100%. And then, even if, per se, let's say the D lineman gets through, I got a clean shot at the quarterback, can't hit him. So exactly, you're just running by him. Step up in the pocket, do whatever, and throw the pass. And real in reality, that pass probably wouldn't happen. So 
you know, that's that's what I was saying about the hundred percent thing too. Is that it's just so many factors that I feel like you know even stuff like that to where like okay, the end result probably wouldn't even happen because he would have got sacked or exactly pushed out the pocket or whatever. It's good repetition, but let's not yeah. kid ourselves on exactly what's going down. Like, sure. don't don't kill me, Ravens flock. I I'm happy to see him. <laughs> I'm happy to see Rashard Bateman cooking. Like, I'm glad he's getting all these reps in. But I got a lot of faith in Marlon Humphreys, and I don't like he done lined up against some dogs at receiver. Yeah. And I ain't gonna lie to you, Marlon Humphreys plays so physical. He damn near be holding a majority <laughs> of the time, bro, because he be he be all up into somebody. So like, yeah, majority of the time he's all over, but. It's just, um, like like we said, training camp. I mean, you gotta like it though. You gotta like oh, it. Oh so yeah. At the end you, of the day, they're both getting you know reps. I mean, he's a first rounder guy, so obviously he's got talent. So going up against a guy who's already proven himself as a top quarterback in the NFL, going against up against him all the time is gonna make him a dog too. So oh, they're gonna sharpen iron. Gonna sharpen iron for sure. Yeah, like so, and it ain't, Humphrey, like he, ain't like he got like a oh, I, I want to go against Marlon Humphrey. No, like. You got he, two dogs out there. I know yeah. Marlon and Marlon Humphrey. Pick your poison. So it ain't like, nah, I don't want to go against him. I want to go against him. Because you got two dogs wherever you go. He gonna he gonna get nice as the season progresses. Watch. He's gonna get nice. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it goes. We had some tragedy that struck Indy. They uh Carson Wentz, he uh has to undergo foot surgery. He's probably gonna miss five to twelve weeks. They wanted to at first he wanted to just take it day by day, just stay off the foot, rest it. And I honestly didn't think that was the right take because you needed the surgery because obviously you put too much pressure on the foot. Yeah. And then you didn't want to make something another injury because you were what's it? What am I trying to say? Like babying it pretty much. Yeah, you were babying or you were lying. You were overcompensating for another like a different I don't know toe maybe or something. You know, (laughs) her foot. Like who knows what could have happened? But he's out five to twelve weeks. But the other thing is, Quentin Nelson has a similar injury. That's the starting. I think he plays. He plays left guard for him. That's huge. huge. Yeah, it's huge. He's he's the best. He's the best. He's the best guard in the league. So yeah. like, what what do you like? What do you feel about the whole situation Andy got going on? What do you think about Wentz? So listen to this. So like you said, they both have similar injuries out for five to twelve weeks. So it's huge for the Colts. But guess who was even bigger for a low key? Philly. Yes. So here's why. So it's big for the Eagles. For any Eagles fans checking us out right now, check out why this is huge for y'all. So Philly received a third rounder in 2021 and a conditional second rounder in 2022, which is tied to Carson Wentz's performance, and it could become a first-round pick. That's huge. So him being out five to 12 weeks, like, uh, you know, at this point, it's starting to look like, okay, we might not get that first rounder due to obviously him being injured. But his performance ain't going to be up to par. Get that he he got to play, a per, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, don't he got to play a certain number of snaps or percentage of the games? For but them also, to get that? But it's based on his performance, though. Oh, Lord. I don't know. I. That's huge. It's huge. For a team like them, like, that's just tough to see. Like, they have a good – they're good all around. Like, yeah. you don't – they finally seem to get the quarterback thing solved with Wentz, you know, bringing him back. That's his old offensive coordinator. You're thinking, all right, this is going to this is gonna work. And then tragedy strikes. I don't yeah. know. I guess, I guess we'll see what they got planned. But we have some other news out in Kansas City. 
I'm actually excited about this news. Chris Jones is going to be playing more defensive end this year. The yeah. Chiefs are, were talking about it. I was watching it on NFL Network. It's more of a result so they can have him, Jaron Reed, Frank Clark, and I think they got a they got another defensive tackle. I can't say his name. All of them on the on defense at the same time. So they're not switching out for different mm-hmm. sets. You know, everybody's on the field, all the all those downs. Now, I think honestly, because Chris Jones is such a big dude, they talk about him slimming down. Mm-hmm. He loses his weight, like you know, Aaron Donald plays all over the defensive line. Yeah. So just imagine I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald, but just imagine like you get you get lighter and you can move around like that and just be on one wreaking habit on either side. You know, teams can't just game plan for you to be in one spot. Yeah, I mean, he's proven that he's a dominant player. So for me, I feel like like you said, this is huge for him. Um, definitely could boost his numbers. And then for the Chiefs, it's obviously huge because they haven't gotten much from edge defenders. And then during the offseason, whether it be, you know, free agents or uh, drafting, I mean, they haven't really done much to fix the issue. So end of the day, to, to be able to put all your playmakers on the field at one time, uh, move someone who maybe he gets more one-on-ones on the outside because, you know, as they're trying to run those power plays and stuff like that, you know, it could be doubling the nose or the tackle or whatever. Potentially, you know, on passing plays, maybe he gets his one-on-ones. And I feel like moving out there, I, I definitely feel like will help him see maybe potentially more one-on-one matchups. And, you know, he probably will win a lot of those matchups and more quarterback pressures, more sacks. So I think his numbers, numbers will be boosted this year. For sure, because for sure, you're essentially going to have him and Frank Clark coming off the edge. Instead of just Frank Clark himself. So you look at that, like that is probably going to be scary for some teams. You know, Frank Clark might not be enormous in the sack column for, you know, for, I don't know, your fantasy league, if you play the fantasy league where you pick a defensive player. But the fact that Kansas City is going to have that pressure with him and Jones on each side, someone's numbers is going to increase for sure. Definitely, for sure. I mean, I feel like Chris Jones' numbers are definitely going to increase. I mean, he's, all he's been doing is staying consistent and getting better and better every year. So I feel like his numbers will definitely increase this coming season. What would you be in? So, you know, we'll see when the time comes. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, so to keep it rolling, finally this happened. I know the Ravens were waiting on it. Ravens fans were talking about this on Twitter. I haven't heard this last, like, two months, it seems <laughs> like. Justin Houston signed. He's going to be a Raven. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, personally feel about that, though, being a Ravens fan? I – so I'm mixed about it because we got the talent out of the draft. You know, we got a, a young outside uh, rusher for us. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How, I can't say his name. I'm terrible at names. So anyone's try to say his name right. But we signed Justin Houston. And I just feel like we keep doing this where we sign a password that's either outside their prime or we get stuck with a guy. Uh-huh. I feel like Justin Houston is, is good. He went he got eight sacks for Indy last year. The year before he got 11 with Indy. So, I mean, yes, he can be consistent. Judon, I think the most sacks Judon got first was maybe 11. So, the fact that it is, we don't ever have a guy that is going to get a lot of sacks for us, which is crazy. I don't get, like, you know, we yeah. need a pass rusher. Going against Cleveland, you know, when Baker falls back and he's into, like, play action, we kind of mm-hmm. need a sack. Yeah, like Judon, his whole career in Baltimore, his most was nine. So, like, the fact that we, we got stuck because we tagged him, yeah, and we're stuck in that rabbit hole. Like I don't, I'm excited because maybe he, you know, he he helps the younger guys, of course. But then I'm also like, I wish you guys would have. We didn't splash a receiver to go sign anybody a receiver. Please yeah. go sign someone 
or trade or I just feel like they I don't know they're trying to bargain too much. Yeah, we're, I mean I definitely feel you. I mean, but the biggest thing I feel like with Justin Houston is he does bring that that pass rush, you know, that um intensity pretty much on like the passing balance. So I feel like for him, um over with the Colts, I believe it was 95% of passing downs he was in. And I mean he's been efficient on the passing downs, you know. The eight sacks. And he, he was only playing like 65% of the snaps, but 95% of the of the passing down. So I feel like, I mean, it definitely does give you uh, an advantage on passing downs, but yeah, just, I feel like he has to play a similar role that he was in Indy. Like, I mean, at this point in his career, he's not, he can't play every snap. <laughs> so for him, you know, coming in, you know, second and long, third down, we're rocking this old man line, bro. We got Calais Campbell. We got Brandon Williams. We got <laughs> Derek Wolf. Now we got Justin Houston. I'm not upset with it because veterans play good, you know, especially in situations they got the experience. But yep, I just bro. wish if, if we didn't splash a receiver like we thought we were, we got Rashad Bateman, but we didn't go get like Rashad Bateman. Everybody's putting all the eggs in the basket. He's going to be the number yeah. one. I wish we would have gambled on a linebacker or like a rusher and just been mm-hmm. like, you know, we're going to get you. Like we're, like, I don't know who you could have got, even if you would have got – not J.J. Watt because he's overpriced, but yeah. somebody that you could have just been like, hey, you know, we want to bring you in or we'll trade for you. Like, Daniil Hunter on Minnesota. I feel yeah. like you could probably pry him from Minnesota because at some point Minnesota's going to have to pay him. I feel and like I if y'all would have made a splash, you'd have had to do it early on because even with, um, like, some of the signings, you know, they, they were going early. Like Quick, I, yeah. Yeah, like Belichick was on it early, like what um, Henry Anderson or whatever. He was like the best graded, or it was God Show, one of the two was the best graded against the run in the league last year. So like to get those guys, I feel like if you're gonna get them, you gotta go quick, like early. So I feel like y'all should have definitely made a splash early on. Like uh, Henderson from the Saints, he went to the Bengals. Like they overpaid for him, so I'm not mad about it, but. Like, it would have been nice if we tried to go get them. I don't know. Maybe we did try, but it's just yeah, – I'm getting used to it in a way. They're they going to bargain shop for sure. Ain't no problem with it. We've definitely done it. I mean, y'all could have went to, like, a team like a, a Saints, like you said, too, for – I mean, you know, they ain't cap hell. So, they probably yeah. could have – would have gave y'all somebody for, like, a oh, second, third rounder or something like that. Like yeah, a like, Brown. Obviously, you ain't Cameron Jordan that cheap, but – <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just feel like there's some players we could have probably got, but who knows? We'll see how it plays out. But so, speaking of the, the Eagles, they got some, you know, a little tragic news. Nothing too major, I don't think, but it's definitely something, considering preseason is about to be around the corner. Devontae Smith, their number-round pick, uh, first-round number-round pick, he was he's expected to miss two to three weeks with a sprained MCL. I can't talk, but he's expected to miss two to <laughs> – Two to three weeks. How you thinking? Like, I hate, I hate this because people are gonna say it's because he's so skinny. I hate. Yeah, this. but honestly, that I, I really don't have nothing to do with it. For me, I feel like it's a rough start. But at the end of the day, I feel like, like I said, like he he's a ball player. Like you know, God just won the Heisman, um, and we've seen the type of skill that he possesses. So I feel like, I don't feel like that's gonna be the issue as far as like oh, seeing where he comes back in two to three weeks or whatever. Um, you know, in the meantime, I feel like he'll get a lot of a lot of mental reps and he'll be able to 
do a lot more mentally, getting to know the playbook, getting to know different positions, things like that. So could be a blessing in disguise, let them get a little time off. Um, but for me, I don't, I don't really feel like it's, you know, too much to worry about. Because like you say, as long as they have them healthy for the beginning of the season, that's when you really want them. Um, you know, you get to see them in the joint practices. You also get to see them against your DBs on a daily basis. So you know what he can do. So that's not the problem. So, and regardless, in the preseason, he's not going to play that much. So, I mean, either way you look at it, he's their best receiver. So, y- <laughs> y'all better get over it. Like, Eagles fans need to chill out. Y'all ain't winning that division anyway. So, that's what I'm saying. So, it's not like he need to try to fight through it because, oh, we could potentially be Super Bowl champions this year. They ain't playing for the, let's be realistic, they're playing for nothing this year. So, they taking so, fourth place. I think me, you, and Nick had them in fourth anyway with the division ranking. So yeah, let's be honest. Let's keep them there. Chill take out. his time and heal up. He'll definitely. He might definitely ball out this year, but definitely, you know, take his time, heal up, come back fully healthy, and you know, he'll do his thing. But as far as winning games, I ain't gonna win that. <laughs> they had a there's a strange signing out in New Orleans. You know, they signed Devontae Freeman. I don't personally. I don't really understand it because they got the Mike Thomas drama looming mm-hmm. and then they got Alvin Kamara and then they got uh oh boy Latavius so, Murray Latavius Murray what 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 did you think Devontae Freeman's gonna do y'all don't need another running back bro y'all need a receiver so for me bad how I'm looking at it I'm looking at it as it just adds depth to their running back position because I feel like Kamara gonna get overloaded no Mike Thomas yeah, yeah, he getting, he getting work if there's no Mike Thomas. Definitely. So I mean, I feel like for them, it just adds depth because we know obviously Kamara's number one, Latavius Murray is two-headed, second-headed monster coming out the backfield. And then for them, I feel like adding him, like I said, just adds depth because he can catch the ball coming out of the backfield. He's still still fast, pretty quick. Um, so I feel like all it does for them is add depth. It's not like a game-changing signing or anything like that. It's just like, a, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good pickup. Okay, they add depth to your running back room. Yeah, that's, that's true. Good. What do you think happens with uh, this Mike Thomas drama that's looming? Like, we, I don't know. I don't, I've, I think Mike is out of there, like, one way or another. I'm, bat, I'm sad to break it to the New Orleans fans. My friend Stu, <laughs> he's a big, big Saints fan. I feel like after what happened with the Drew Brees comment, with mm-hmm. players with the kneeling and the flag national anthem and how it was how he went about it and then mike thomas's reaction to it i feel like there was definitely probably a salty taste left in his mouth after that like regardless yeah, not even sure. about not even about like the whole kneeling topic but just how he, that all went down and i guess it caught him probably off guard yeah i mean at this point like i don't i don't know if he'll you think he'll get traded still at this point i mean Sean Payton is mad that he waited so long to get the surgery that he's getting. He, they said he did like a Scotty Pippen type move. You know, he could have <laughs> he could have been got the surgery done and then he just waited till the last minute. And, you know, it's weird because for them, they're trying to they're trying to, you know, stay competitive. And they're the only team, you know, maybe the Panthers mm-hmm. big, maybe, but they can challenge the Bucks if everything's rolling. So yeah, like he's like, he's for sure. Yeah, he's looking at it like, well, I get why Sean Payton's a little upset because, like, bro, like the only way we're beating the Bucks is is if you out there. That's the only they, way. They ain't beating the Bucks. Like they gonna need him, Alvin, 
and they didn't need Taysom Hill. Like they ain't beating the Bucks if one of the one of them three is out, missing a lot of time. Oh yeah, definitely not. They ain't got a, a shot in hell to win. If Mike Thomas down the field, cancel Christmas. They ain't have. I can, I can see them moving them off the fact of you know maybe they they consider next season to watch they get picks. That's the only way I'm looking at it. And then at that point, at that point, Cam Jordan probably on his way out too. He he probably won't, but they might move some things around to get out of cap hell and just get ready for next season. Because I'm letting you know if they can't if they can't hit hold on, and Mike ain't playing for a while, it's a wash. Because Carolina gonna be competing for third for sure. Maybe oh, second, <laughs> maybe maybe second. If you you mess around, you ain't got Mike Thomas, and y'all ain't winning games. I mean, defense, that's definitely a reality. Defense is still strong, but who I don't know who they expecting Taysom Hill or Jameis to throw the ball to at that point. You let Jared Cook go to the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're gonna have to let Jameis run quarterback and put Taysom out there. Play Taysom, you gonna Taysom, have to. Yeah, tasting a tight end out in the backfield. They got Traquan Smith. Like they still got other receivers, yeah. but they don't got other receivers that are like yeah, a commanding receiver. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, like no, you're not Mike Thomas. The only thing they got anybody else with his size. I don't think they got a good number two. That's the problem. Like your number two is your tight end that plays quarterback, and really <laughs> your number two is Alvin Kamara. He's so. the dual threat, triple threat. All types of threats. I've yeah. seen that man stop in the middle of the game. I think it was against Green Bay where he started walking, sped walk, and then started running. Like, what? Yeah, and got the end zone in it, too. That's the crazy thing. Like, right, he OD, bro. He is. I mean, that man breaks the tackle. His balance is it's, it's out of the world. <laughs> so he's he all over the place. So we're going to move off of the, the news in the first quarter. We're going to hit halftime. I got a question for you. This is a Super Bowl or a bus or the season's considered a bus. I'm gonna name all some teams. You tell me if they if they gotta get to the Super Bowl or if mm-hmm. the season's a bus for them. So starting it okay. off, Browns. See, and you know, you and me <laughs> and everyone else who's been listening know that I'm low-key high on the Browns this year. Like their roster, honestly, at this point, is no excuse for them not to be competing for a Super Bowl. Yeah, so got- I'm gonna say bus if they don't get this weekend. I'm gonna say a bus. So they consider a bus. Dog pound don't get there. Yeah, got it. All right. I mean, it's been a drought in Cleveland. A drought. So for for them to have the type of roster that they have this year, if they're not contending this year, I'm gonna say yeah. it's a bus. Personally, yeah. I'm gonna say it's um, a bus. They they they're not contending. Baker probably ain't getting paid. I'm gonna be honest. Oh no! They- if they're he is the – they're not competing. He's going to be the reason why they're not competing. Oh, they, I, don't, I don't know if he'll be the sole reason, but he getting sole blame for oh, sure. Oh, he's definitely getting a lot of blame. <laughs> but if you look at it, he has a plethora of weapons on offense. Their defense is loaded too. So there's no reason for them to not be competitive and to be busting people every week. No cap. <laughs> All right, on to the next team. We got the Seattle Seahawks. Super Bowl or consider a bus? Mm, I'm going to say it's not going to be because low-key, like we all know that, okay, their offense, we know they do. But defensively, they're definitely not ready to win the championship. And, I mean, they gave up a lot to get Jamal Adams. Um, they lost, like, K.J. Wright. Um, 
they lost their corner, secure Griffin. Um, so they're really not even in the Super Bowl or bust category. They in the the playoff category. We work. They, we working on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, right. we working on the category. <laughs> okay, okay. What about the Los Angeles Rams? Oh, they definitely Super Bowl or bust. Because for that move to go get Stafford, you're they saying, oh, he's, he's the piece we missing to go get this. Because you paid this man, Jared Goff, $100 million. So for you to trade him away and bring in Stafford, a guy who, but well, he ain't never won. He all three in the playoffs. Yeah. All three. <laughs> I'm letting you know, if they don't win, Jared Goff going to be sitting back laughing. Oh, definitely laughing it up. But the thing is, it's like, we all, we know their defense, they're ready to win the championship. They've been ready for the past couple of years. Offensively, with Sean McVay and the talent they've been having on offense, I mean, good luck. <laughs> so, for them, definitely Super Bowl or bust. If they, if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, it's definitely a bust, especially, like I said, making that big move for Stafford, which is, I feel like it was a great move. I feel like Stafford, I feel like McVay is going to be able to let his hair down, let him take the reins. Like, I don't have to baby the whole game. I don't have to hey. Like you can figure, you should be able to figure this out. Yeah. If this is not open, throw it to the running back in the flats. <laughs> All right. What about a good old Baltimore, the flock? I'm gonna uh, say we working on it. Are we working oh. on it? I ain't gonna say it's a bust, just for the simple fact that we know defensively, you guys. The biggest the biggest question is the pass rush. Offensively, the biggest question has been help for Lamar receiving. So I feel like I don't necessarily think it'll be a bust if y'all don't make it to the Super Bowl. Okay, okay, okay. He, he being super nice about that. And what about Tennessee and the tights? See, they made a splash to get Julio, but they let a lot of people go this year. A lot all, of people. All the corners. Bro. Oh, all the corners. The whole they, secondary goes. They they brought in Jack Rabbit and just the first round pick, and then <laughs> every other corner to the left. Then they had, they let go of John Smith and Corey Davis, and like offensively, they're gonna be fun to watch. Like it's gonna be fun, but I don't think I think they'll be working on it too because their defense is horrible. They just gonna be like, listen. Hopefully, we can score fifty. Y'all score forty nine or below, and we win the game. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Kansas City set that out there that you can do that. Like they did. They they, they said, hey, you got to stop us scoring. They're real arrogant about it now, but like, hey, you got to stop yeah. us. You can't stop us. Then it don't matter what you do on on offense. We ain't that worried. could be our, true, but I feel like it's different. It's different when you have Patrick Mahomes too. I mean, oh yeah, man, it's way different. No look passes and. Just ridiculous. Man, to be out here having fun in the middle of the game. Him to sit here. Remember he missed Travis Kelsey because he tried to do a no-look pass? He was wide open, tried to do a no-look pass and missed him. Like, mm-hmm. if you're doing that in the middle of the game, like, come on, man. Like, come on. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so what about Green Bay, the Cheeseheads, and Aaron Rodgers? They my number one two-voter bus. Like, it got it got to be. Man, y'all been holding the glass shoe. <laughs> Cinderella for how long? Bro, to me, it's for this one. I, I wanted to say something about this. If they don't get to the Super Bowl, you thought this offseason was wild. Y'all better get your seatbelts. Next offseason is going to be crazy. You think about it. 
like I say, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, we are we all know how that situation played out. It's crazy. And this is gonna be his last year in Green Bay, regardless of how this season plays out. He out of there. Then you look at Devontae Adams, y'all still haven't worked out a deal yet. He yeah, might be out of there. You got Jaleer Alexander. What you gonna do? You, you gonna pay he <sighs> listen, my thing is if you lose Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. First of all, you lose Aaron Rodgers, that decreases your chances tremendously. But if you lose both of them, oh, your Super Bowl window. <laughs> oh, it's back there with yeah, the picture. Yeah, way over there. <laughs> all, right. all right. So we got, what about Buffalo and Josh Allen? I'm getting real I'm sick a... of this Josh Allen and Lamar debate, but Buffalo as a Super Bowl bust. Contender. I'm not going to say they're a bust because honestly, like, I think I they're know. they're they're more pieces away than people want to acknowledge. Yeah, because for them, if you like want to be honest about it, they're just now starting to get good. Because you know, they've been like mediocre for a while, like, oh, they we compete, but they just now started winning the division. Like Patriots been running division for 20 years. So you gotta do it consistently for me to even be like, you know, hey, yeah, this is a team to beat, or y'all don't make it, then it's a bust. They need they need a running back and a tight end for so for so. What about uh Los Angeles Chargers? They're a work in progress too. Mm, but what about Dallas? This 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 team, man. Listen, this is I don't know I don't who deemed this America's team. Yeah, I don't want to get too far to the cowgirls. <laughs> but for them, man, it's always, you know, these cowboys fans who are always out here saying, Oh, we're gonna win the championship this year, blah blah blah. And then go eight and eight. So hey, that's good enough year, to win that division. It's crazy. This year gave them a chance to go eight and nine because they had another game. <laughs> so oh, for man. them, all I'm gonna say is they ain't working on it, man. They they gotta do better. <laughs> all right, our second part of the halftime segment. Which sophomore wideout will you take to have the biggest leap this year? Next year. Obviously, I think the obvious answer is Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson. But to me, I don't know how much big of a leap he can take from last last year. He could take another leap, but like honestly, how much bigger of a leap can he take? Honestly, so for him, it's just dominance. Continue. Yeah, it's just it's just utter dominance at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's just I'm I'm going Darnell Mooney on the uh, Chicago Bears. He only had two drops last season, and like I said, I think it was Week Nine when the Bears play the Steelers that I say Justin Justin Fields is going to be out there already. Okay. Darnell Mooney going to be smiling, having a blast. <laughs> yeah, if he's Justin like, Fields is out there, he's going to have a great year. Um, I don't know about – we have to see about Andy Dalton because that, that last year with, with the Cowboys, we just going to sweep it under the rug. It was a wash. <laughs> so what, but, um, what sophomore wideout you got? So, for me, um, if we want to look at sophomore, I was also thinking like a Justin Jefferson. Um but then, like you said, for him, it's just about being continuing to be dominant. Um, for him, it's so much not to just hit the slump. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but then you got guys like, like uh, Brandon Ayuk. Um, yeah. Now he has Debo Samuel coming back. He should be healthy this year. George and you get Kittle. killed back. I mean, 
<laughs> Jimmy G should be back. Yeah, hey, even if Jimmy ain't back, you got Trey. I saw a report. Uh, they say Jimmy playing his best ball since he's been in San Francisco. All right, let's go. All right. That's a wrap on <laughs> the halftime segment. We're going to hit fourth and five. This is an interesting segment we put in place before overtime, you know, the fan favorite. Where should the Colts look for a backup quarterback at? Who should they call? What players should they get? I'm throwing it out there. They should go hit up the Texans and go snag Tyrod Taylor. Mm. That that offense, okay. it's a, it's a run-heavy offense. You ain't hitting too many deep balls. I mean, you will hit uh, – what's his face? Why can't I think of nobody's name? It's our receiver. Yeah, short, speedy dude. Oh, T.Y. Hill. T.Y. Hill. Why can't I think of nobody's name today? I'm sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. But T.Y. Hill, and you you might hit him on a couple burner routes. But you you got all those tight ends. You got three tight ends. They're serviceable, really good. Not super good, but they're pretty good. And then you yeah. got Michael Pittman, rookie last year. He's probably going to, you know, take a big leap. Yeah, he should. He should. You got should. three running backs, and you're in a run-heavy offense. It To me, they're like San Francisco of the AFC. Honestly, all three of those running backs are good. Like, I, I would try to get something for maybe Marlon Mack. I mean, coming off the injury. I mean, you got Jonathan Taylor, who he was toting last year. So, for him, the biggest thing is ball security. Not, not fumbling the ball, but I feel like Naheem Hines also gives you that, you know, he can run the ball and he can catch the ball coming out the backfield. Different or dynamic. So, or so, yeah. So maybe you go, maybe Naheem Hines or you try to get something for him because you still got Jonathan Taylor on his rookie deal. So. Ooh, he's a animal, bro. Ooh. So I don't know. I mean, that's just a, something to throw out there. Maybe they can, you know, bring something in for one of them players. I don't know. They, nice. they, they stack their running back. Like, I mean, the, there's a there's a couple of people you can call. I got Tyrod Taylor there. Maybe you call the Niners, get Jimmy. Maybe the Eagles, they don't want to name Jalen Hurts the starter. Maybe you could snag Jalen Hurts and they'll rock with Joe Flacco. Like, who knows? There's a couple of pieces you can make. Probably is definitely going to have to be an NFC team. I don't see any I mean, of the AFC teams. I don't see no AFC team with a spare quarterback. Maybe the Raiders give you Mariota. Maybe. That was my pick. That's my pick. Maybe they'll give you Mariota, but then it's like they know you got that far with Phillip Rivers last year. So yeah. any AFC team knows, like, no, this team is dangerous. Why would we give them a quarterback? Quarterback, yeah. Like, and then you know, Quentin Nelson comes back earlier, and he he said he was fine, but mm-hmm. if he come back, then you're like, oh, <laughs> like even better now. <laughs> now we got we got the guard back. We're just missing the quarterback. But get this, Carson Wentz is gonna come back at some point. They're telling people to uh, they're telling the Colts to go get Nick Foles, have Philly 2.0. Man, again. listen, man, listen. They need to cut it out. They need if to they cut do, it out. If they <laughs> if they, they do if that happens again to Carson and Nick, not saying he would win a Super Bowl with the Colts, but imagine if he just went to the Super Bowl. Bro, that would be some <laughs> listen, that would be a story, bro. That would be a story. They can do. They can honestly make a movie off the, those two people. <laughs> easily, easily make a movie, right? For me, like you said, I think it'd be Marcus Mariota from the Raiders. Um, you know, if you had to try to go all out to get somebody who's also, you know, could be potentially a starter, um, but you know, a pretty good, good backup as we seen him come in last year, uh, Derek Carr. Um, so peep this. So. 
they say they're gonna just stick with Hunt with uh Brett Huntley, but Brett Huntley is what three and six as a starter. So the only thing they got going in their favor is that division is in who knows what. It's looking like who knows what. They're yeah. gonna have some weird, weird games, like either low scoring, odd games that they win because Texans dumpster fire. We already count them. Well, the biggest threat is the Titans. So if they can stay competitive with the Titans, I feel like that'll be the biggest thing um, for them. I, Titans got that bad defense, so we don't even know like how competitive they'll be outside of their division. You exactly. Know? <laughs> so that's one thing to look out for. Definitely is, um, you know, we got we definitely gonna have to see what they're gonna have to do a quarterback because they have to make some kind of move because who's behind Brett Hundley? So what? If, you know, it's Jason Eason. Uh, he, I think he was a rookie last year. Oh, <laughs> he's from out in, he played oh. out in Washington. Yeah, I know you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so who knows what they he's gonna I didn't do. like him coming out of college either. So big arm, but this it's just not that not accurate and pocket yeah. awareness is a little off. But we got Madden 22 dropping, big dog. Madden 22. You get you getting this Madden or what? I'm getting it. You getting it? Hey, fun fact. I told this man to get mad. I think I I I, I paid for you to get mad. This man yeah, got you mad. Buy me 22. <laughs> no, I ain't buying a 22. I bought no, a 22. You already, got, you already got it for me. You already got it for me. Nah, he ain't, he ain't even <laughs> playing, boy. So he, he oh, get mad. He getting mad on his own this year. Nah, so. you bought it for me, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it when it come out. <laughs> so the real question is, what issues do you have with Madden 22 as of late? And what surprises have happened that you have seen with ratings? My issue so far is that Zach Wilson has a higher throw power than Herbert, Watson, Lamar, and Russell yeah. Wilson. Sick of the insane. I'm insane. Sick of the I'm sick of the cap, bro. I don't know what they're thinking. That already got me scratching my head about the game. This I, I love Madden, but I, even when I was in the Army, I went a whole stretch without buying Madden. And I feel like after this Madden, I'm probably gonna go a whole nother stretch and not get a <laughs> not get a Madden for a while. What's they definitely capping. They definitely capping. I feel I, I feel like you got guys that have already proven themselves, you know, in NFL situations. That oh, my, I'm the guy with the arm, and you got a rookie coming in that's already over somebody like a Justin. Ain't no way. You seen that video of Justin Herbert just launching the ball at training camp on the run, and his legs were, like, in the air. They they looked like it was going two different directions, but he hawked it down. The the thing is, I understand in the sense of, oh, we were looking at film from his pro day, all of this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But this is a pro day we talk about. We talking about a proven, you know, guys that are already proven themselves in the NFL and have done this at the top level that you can do it at. There's no way you put this man who hasn't played a snap yet over them. Come hey, on, at, at this point, they might as well just do the uh, remember the, those old Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl weekend challenges where they would just hawk the ball. Yeah, yeah. They, they need to do that. I honestly let let them warm up and then you know throw the ball around <laughs> and then just see how far one of them throws. I'm actually super interested to see. They should do that. They should do that. They should definitely do that. See who can throw the furthest because yeah, Matt and Captain with that. I yeah. think Josh Allen gonna win it. I think Rodgers probably be a second, and then Mahomes boy probably be behind him. Yeah, but I think Josh Allen's gonna, boy, he's probably gonna he throw probably it. Will win. I Easily, think Mahomes might be behind Josh Allen. 
I don't know. I, I feel like A-Rod still got a flick of the wrist for sure. I mean, he got it. I ain't saying he got it, but <laughs> that's I don't a difference. Think he over Mahomes though. Brady Brady's older, right? And you can see that Brady's arm is doing doing. Like you see him on throws, you're like, yeah, like nah, yeah. his arm's doing doing. I granted, Brady is I think what four years older. Than I mean, Rogers. he ain't never had the strongest arm. So yeah, no, that's true. Rogers still the arm looked brand new, still almost. Yeah, but he, I mean, coming off the MVP and everything, Mahomes, you know, baseball player too. He got a cannon. Yeah, I, I, I probably I probably take Mahomes over Rod. I probably if we had to bet without seeing anything beforehand, I would say I would take Mahomes over Rodgers. All right, that's fair. So, who do you think was rating too high in the game and who was too low? For me, it was it was rough because I'm sitting here with the the too high. It, it was difficult for me. So, for me, I'm gonna start off with the too low. So, for too low. Which was actually surprising was I actually got two people. So I got Minka Fitzpatrick at 89, and I got Josh Allen at 88. I was like, Mika should easily be a 94. Easily. Mika in real life, I feel like it's snubbed because people get caught up in TJ Watt. Yeah. Boy, Mika be back there ball hawking. And the crazy thing is, he's a ball hawk, but he be slamming people. Like, he's not just a ball hawk that can't hit. It's crazy. it's crazy to me because they got what like seven safeties above him. And I'm like, ain't no okay. way. Like, okay. there's no way. <laughs> Who else did you have? So for too high. Um, this one was rough because it is a couple people, but then it's like, are they too high? Just like Miles Garrett, I believe, is a 98. And I'm like, I mean, he's a beast. Boy, he's a freaking nature, bro. I he don't is. know. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie. He might. He might be like that. He might. I ain't. He. I mean, he's like that. But when, yeah. when I was looking at him, I'm like, okay, he's over. Okay, Khalil Mack. I can't remember what Khalil Mack is, but Khalil Mack is below him as well. So I'm like, hold on. So I mean, I'll take me. Khalil Mack over him for sure. But Garrett just came off 12 sacks last year. 10 the year before, 13 and a half. He had multiple seasons with, you know, double, double. sacks. So, I mean, he's, he's been balling, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's just for me, like, when you look at it from the perspective of, like, you got him over Khalil Mack or you got CMC over Derrick Henry. It's like, yeah, that's, that's CMC over Derrick Henry. I almost made what? me really not buy the game because there ain't no way in any world – I don't care that people get caught up in that. You know what Derrick Henry going to do? And I'm, we're speaking about the game. But you know what he's going to do? All he's going to do is run the ball. His catch ain't that great. But people don't stop it. You literally know what's going to happen. The thing is, he can catch the ball, though. He can catch the ball. Yeah, he ain't great. He ain't a high volume, like, throw him 10 passes in a game. Oh, no. Nah. He not like CMC catching the ball. But from, like, a, you know, running back, running back. <laughs> Listen, Easy. I'm not I'm not picking CMC over Derrick Henry when – I'm picking Derrick Henry. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm picking Derrick Henry over every running back in the league. <laughs> like, even on Madden, I'm picking Derrick Henry. If you play bad, man, that man is a cheating man. Between him and Dalvin Cook, I'm going Derrick first, but then I'm probably going Dalvin. Right. At least he in Madden. Is a beast. I, I, and probably I in real life. Like, I'm not, you know, discrediting CMC because I got much love for him. He's a great running back. But I don't know, especially coming off the season he just came off of where he was hurt the whole season. Now, 
Come on now. That's just disrespectful. That's crazy. I got JJ Watt too high. He's 94. He's living off. Like he, off the past, yeah. yeah. I think he's a great dude, but it's just you were being disrespectful because Quentin Nelson at 95 should easily be a 99. He's had three oh, sacks yeah. since he's been in the league from 2018 and 2020. Only one last year. I'm not, I am <laughs> not, not giving this kid a 99. Kid, I mean, grown ass man. It was crazy, but that's a wrap on four, uh, fourth and five. We're gonna hit the fan favorite, hit the overtime. We ain't got no Nick here today, so I guess we'll do Terrence against the fans. Y'all yeah. comment, let us know. Y'all ain't want to smoke. Y'all don't want to <laughs> get at us on Twitter. <laughs> let us know how you do. We'll respond back. I honestly, I really thought Nick was gonna win this. I was hyped to do this because I was like, <laughs> Yes, Nick is gonna beat Terrence. Terrence ain't gonna win <laughs> just for Nick to be moving, and then I can't get them on to beat Terrence. So Let's get it rolling with the first question. Who was the Super Bowl MVP in Super Bowl 50? Is the Broncos versus the Panthers? Was it Peyton Manning, Von Miller, TJ Ward, or Emmanuel Sanders? One it, Von Miller. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Von Miller, TJ Ward, Emmanuel Sanders. Definitely won't. Definitely won't Emmanuel Sanders. You going Emmanuel? Nah, it won't him. Oh, okay, okay. It won't. I'm nah. TJ Warren, safety. He didn't win. It had to be Vaughn, bro. Cause I don't. You want you going Vaughn? Cause I don't know Peyton. I'm trying to remember. Peyton ain't throw a tub that game. I'll give it to you. I think that was the game he ain't throw a tub. I think it's Vaughn, but then yeah, it was Vaughn. You going Vaughn? Yeah. All right, yeah, you got that right. I'm letting you know Vaughn got it. He has six okay. tackles, two and a half sacks, three QB hits. All right, on to the second question. I threw 20 interceptions in 2007. Am I Carson Palmer, Jay Cutler, Brett Favre, or Tony Romo? 20 picks in 2007? Mm-hmm. I'm going Jay Cutler. That's funny. It's not Jay Cutler, so I hope, a fan, I hope a fan got it right. You would think it's Jay Cutler with the names. It's actually Carson Palmer with 20. Jay threw 14. Tony threw 19. Brett only threw 15. So honestly, think about it. For me, it was either Jay Cutler or Brett Favre. Bro, I was going <laughs> Jay Cutler all day at a week. Every seven days a week, I'm going Jay Cutler. You brought his name up. Interceptions, turnovers, I'm going Jay Cutler. <laughs> all right. So on to the third question. I threw for the most yards in 2007. Am I Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, Phillip Rivers, or Jeff Garcia? 07, 08 season? 07 season. Come on, man. You know what the answer is. You go ahead, roll, roll the tape. <laughs> you, going, <laughs> you going Tom? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Tom. I think that was the year he first got Randy. Yeah, sir. Come on, man. Hey. He he threw four thousand eight hundred and six yards. Ridiculous. If I got that wrong, I would have kicked myself off the clock. <laughs> he, almost, he almost threw five, bro. He almost threw five k. Like what? And he doesn't have a. I mean, his arm was bigger then, but like he almost threw five. And people say he doesn't have a big arm. So imagine if he threw five k. The thing Crazy. is, my boy Randy was out there running past the rail. He was talking about 
<laughs> yeah, man. People forget that was a time. That was a time. That was like a, a time to see like a man just run. He five yards in the route talking about, yeah, throw it. Bruh. <laughs> bro, if I'm the, bro, if I'm the corner, I'm probably gonna punch him. Like I'll probably punch somebody. <laughs> if, if you threw your hand up five yards in the route, ten yards in the route at me, bro, yeah, I'm, he won't even I'm look back at that. That was it. I'm taking the penalty for sure. I'm gonna throw you on the ground. You know what? Whatever. The thing about is, this. somebody like Randy, bro. If he's doing this, you gotta go to ball. Like you, you ain't gonna see him do this. Did you? You ain't about to. You ain't about to blatantly disrespect me. Throw yeah. your hand up, like I ain't out here trying to guard you to begin with. <laughs> like hey, I shouldn't like even be some slap though. It was like exactly insane. like I shouldn't even be out here trying to guard you. First of all, and you go throw your hand up at me. <laughs> nah, nah. So on to the next question, I got sacked forty-four times in two thousand seven. Who am I, Donovan McNabb? Actually, this is 2008, my bad. Am I Donovan McNabb, Eli River, or Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, or Joe Kitna? John Kitna, my bad, John. I'm going to go Philip Rivers. It is not Philip Rivers. He was actually sacked 22 times. Eli was sacked 27. John Kitna was sacked 51. Donovan and that was sat 44 times. Bro, 51 times. <laughs> God, I ain't like him, boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they nah, ain't like that man, bro. They was nah. like, hey, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> that man had Stevie Wonder blocking for him. I'm saying, I'm saying <laughs> what? That's crazy. All right. On to the last final question. Nick, I really think you would have beat Terrence today. Terrence only got. One, two questions right. So out of what, four? Out of what, five? Two out of two out of four right now. Okay, and I'm shooting fifty percent. We probably would have been right. tied at this point. We'd probably been tied. <laughs> All right. We'd probably been I, tied. Had, I had. Hold on. I might call them. I might get them. I might call them to get the best of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I should have called him. But he ain't got no service though. I had 115 receptions in 2008. Am I Randy Moss? Am I Brandon Marshall? Am I Reggie Wayne? And my Andre Johnson. This is tough. I ain't put I ain't put no bro. bum in there for you to just be like, oh it, yeah. I'm gonna go Brandon Marshall. Yeah, Yo, you definitely lost. I know a fan out there beat you today because ain't no way. I know a fan, and I know Nick listening probably got you on this. It's actually Andre Johnson with yeah. 115. Randy only had 69 that year. Brandon Marshall had 104. Man, uh, listen, Reggie. I was going, bro. I knew he was up there now. I Reggie knew he Wayne, was up there. Reggie Wayne had 82. Listen, I was going um, Brandon Marshall. I ain't going to lie. I was going Brandon Marshall the whole time. Oh, yeah. You you threw the names out there for me. I'm going Brandon Marshall. Yeah, I was going Brandon Marshall. Dang, Andre Johnson really had 115? Andre Johnson liked that. I'm sorry. Text. I'm not. Listen, <laughs> that boy's out there putting the poles on Courtland Finnegan. <laughs> <laughs> you're me according to the family can't live a day live that day down at all bro i don't see you you gotta think we just see a lot of people like receivers get into it you had uh who was it you had that happen josh norman and uh josh norman odell. odell and that was crazy i was shocked we was even watching that live like they, boy, was, they was letting him go it was on site with them every time they saw each other they were fighting for no reason 
We're just out here fighting. Bro, you had Jalen, you had Jalen Ramsey and uh, Golden Tate last yeah. year. Oh, Jalen Ramsey got got up in them on that, and that was personal. <laughs> that was like real. They had personal issues going on. Jalen Ramsey dated his sister is like his nephew's dad. Like they got issues going on. Like they got personal stuff. You had that. You had DeAndre Hawkins beating up D'Angelo Hall. Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, oh somebody hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we. And, and bro, I don't even think Hop had his helmet on halfway through. Like I think his helmet got pulled off. That boy hit a double move. That boy said. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was the end of overtime for us today. That's uh, we're going out. Uh, Terrence is gonna close us out with the word of the day. Yes, sir. So actually, uh, coming with a quote from Martin Luther King himself. Uh, so the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. So uh, the biggest takeaway that I take from this is you know in all aspects of life honestly you know um it, you're not defined by the easy times in life you're defined through the hard times because if you're somebody that is going to give up easy okay that might define the type of person you are so it, it implies to relationships it, it replies to you know being a parent it applies i feel like to a lot of things so when the times get hard, you know, what are you going to do? Barbecue a meal, dude. All the money on the line, what you going to do? Man, said barbecue a meal, dude. I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> what you going to do? When the smoke hit the fan, you're going to barbecue a meal, dude. That's, that's, that's tough. Bro, who told you that? <laughs> what you going to do? Uncle David hey. told you that, didn't he? Listen. Uncle David told you that, that, didn't he? That's that southern slang right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's that southern stuff right there, man. We didn't even do cover for the guys today. We did kicking it with the cousins. Hey, listen, we out here living. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next week. You know, NFL season started to get ramped up. We got preseason coming up. Season's going to be right around the corner. We'll be here every step of the way. You catch us every Tuesday night. We're recording. Wednesday, we're uploading it for you. Maybe family emergencies happen. You know, life happens. Nick moving right now. Different things occur. Just, you know, don't judge us too much. If we miss a week, somebody ain't here type of deal. Just uh, yeah. tune in. We definitely going to have it coming for you and give you some hot takes, give you some good info, give you good words of the days, all that. So uh, we'll catch you later. Thanks for tuning in and uh, see you. Yes, sir. All I got to say is on that closing is, you know, football back, baby. Let's go. That's all I got to say.